Hey there, you are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Elaine MD podcast episode number 158. I'm your host, Dr. Delaine Vaughn. If you're looking for strategies to live a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. That is what this podcast is dedicated to. So if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you will know that this opening is different. I'm doing away with the intro I've previously used. I may re-record a different intro at some point, but I will not be using that one and be starting the podcast off this way. So some changes coming up. You can expect that. If you miss the little ditty, you can always go back and listen to the old episodes. It will be there for you. Um, If you are interested in getting in touch with me, if you've listened to the podcast, if you're interested in um, working with me, if you have questions about anything that you previously heard in the podcast, do not hesitate to reach out to me, delane at delanemd.com. I help women with type 2 diabetes reverse their diabetes. I have a group program. It's six months long. That's what that program is dedicated to. This podcast is to helping anybody who is not a woman, who doesn't have type 2 diabetes, who maybe is just worried that they have diabetes, who has some other disease of hyperinsulinemia, or who's just interested in living a naturally healthy life. This podcast is to help you. If you have questions, let me know. I want to hear them. Today, we are going to talk about stress and blood sugars and how stress impacts your blood sugars. There are a number of things that go into your blood sugar measurement that have absolutely nothing to do with the foods that you have eaten. And unfortunately, in the Western medicine model, we do not do enough to point out that there is anything else, that it's more than the foods that you're eating, that there are other aspects that go into your blood sugar and really figuring out how to optimize your health using all of these tools is imperative. Now, here's the deal, guys. There is no amount of stress management that is going to make eating ho-hos and ding-dongs all day long work for you. Like, that food is not normal food for a human being to have in their life. It's just not food that the biology that makes up a human being is meant to manage, okay? It's like giving a car that runs on regular fuel, diesel fuel. The engine of that car is not meant to manage diesel fuel, and it will get sick and broken down if you put diesel into it. Human beings, our biology, the engine that runs us is not meant to utilize ho-hos and ding-dongs as fuel. It's meant to utilize nuts and berries and vegetables and eggs and chicken and beef. Those are all natural foods to the human being, okay? The other stuff is not natural food to the human being. Anything that comes in a wrapper, a package, a box is not natural to a human being. If you can't pluck it out of the ground, it is not natural food to the human being. I always jokingly say, you know, you can't, people be like, but a chicken doesn't grow on the ground. I'm like, yep, but you can pluck it up from the ground and you can eat the breast and the wings and the legs from that, right? That's, that's food a human being's meant to eat. I will offer chickens don't have fingers, so stop eating chicken fingers because that is not food for a human being. Okay, so there's no alternate universe where you're going to be able to do enough meditation to make ho-hos and ding-dongs okay. But it doesn't mean that stress is not impacting 
your body. Recognize again the biology of the human being runs according to the laws of nature. You cannot fight them. There is no antidepressant or anti-anxiety medicine that you can take that means that you're not going to have to deal with your stress because you're trying to somehow add enough water to a fire but keep fueling the fire and think that you're going to put the fire out. You cannot keep adding fuel to the fire. Like you can't keep a gas fly fire running and think that you're going to somehow put enough water on it that it's all going to be okay. You may even drown out the gas, but the next time spark comes along, you're going to have a huge problem because there's going to be a huge fire associated with that because you've been fueling fire the whole time. If you're fueling stress in your life and not managing the source of the stress, if you think of the gas, the gas, uh, the natural gas that we fuel our stoves with, if you continue to provide natural gas, you've got to understand that there's no amount of water that's going to undo that component. If you're continuing, if you're not shutting off that gas, that fuel to the fire, you're going to have a problem with fire in your kitchen, right? If you're not shutting off the source of the stress, you can throw all the anti-stressor meds that you want to on it, but you're still going to have a problem with stress because you're not shutting off the source of the stress. You're not managing the source of the stress. So recognize that is biology. That's just the way the human body works. You have to learn to shut that stress component down or at least manage that stress component. Stressors are a natural experience for human beings. There's nothing wrong with stress. There's nothing wrong with anxiety. Like the human's supposed to be anxious sometimes. The human's supposed to be stressed sometimes. That's a normal response. Recognized 10,000 years ago, our biology was working under the laws of nature and we were stressed about things that actually were going to cause us, cost us life or limb, right? They were actually going to cause a problem. You were stressed because a saber tooth was attacking you. You were stressed because a predator was coming in your space. You were stressed because a rival tribe was trying to take what was yours, your lands, your area, your safety. Okay, you were stressed over something that was actually going to cost you your life and your body responded in a way to protect your life. Today, we get stressed about all sorts of things that aren't really a threat to our life, but our body knows no other way to deal with that stress other than to act like we're about to die. And so we're willing to accept some physiological stressors in our body, high heart rate, high blood pressure, narrowed vision, you know, and all the changes that happen under the effect of epinephrine in our brain as we're laying down memories, we're willing to accept that traumatic experience because we were saving our life 10,000 years ago. Today, we're stressing out over other drivers. We're stressing out over arguments with loved ones. We're stressing out over bills. We're stressing out over work issues. Those things aren't ever going to kill us as human beings. The things that we do to manage them, right? The eating, um, the drug use that some people have, the alcohol use that some people have, those things might kill you, but it's not the stress that's gonna kill you. It's the things that we do to manage it, the ineffective things that we're doing to manage it, 
those are the things that are going to cause you actual biological problems. But recognize when you're stressing about an argument with the spouse or a family member, about a driver on the road, about, I always used drivers on a road because that's me. I'm always, that's my probably biggest source of stress in my life is driving on the road. It stresses me out. I'm not saying that I'm sitting there shaking like a wet poodle in the car because I'm stressed about driving on the road, but I definitely have some anger issues that come up when I'm driving. Um, stressing out about bills, stressing out uh, about work issues. Those things, your body only knows one way to manage it. And that is through the release of stress hormones or stress biology. Okay. Recognize 10,000 years ago, you had to have that response in order to save your life. What happened 10,000 years ago was if you were getting attacked, if there was some threat to your life, you needed to fuel your cells to either fight or run, fight or flight, flee away, take flight and run. You had to fight off with your fists through gross motor movements of your muscles. You had to either fight or you had to flight, you had to run. Okay, and part of that meant that you needed to feed your muscle cells fuel in the form of glucose. Okay, that's how it works. So when your body perceives a stressor, your body will start to release more glucose because biologically that's all our body knows to do. Our body does not, our biology does not distinguish between a predator trying to kill us, and a bill. It just knows stress, and it responds that way. So recognize if you're not managing your stress in an effective way that decreases the stress, your body is going to increase the glucose. These stress hormones are meant to create an action. If something's chasing us and trying to kill us, you need to fight or flight you need to create an action and your biology reacts in a way to create the action that you need to to avoid death your biology does not know the difference between something chasing you and a bill okay so how do we effectively manage stress one we learn to acknowledge it we learn to gain some awareness of what is going on Meditation is the most effective way to gain awareness and mindfulness of what you are experiencing in your body. It is the best way to get out of your brain. Literally, that's what it is, getting out of your brain. Mindfulness med meditation is getting out of your brain and getting into your body. You get out of your brain, you get into your body, and you feel what is going on. What's going on in my body? How does my body feel? Not what my brain's telling me is happening. My brain's telling me I'm going to die because of a bill. But what's actually happening in my body? Oh, my arms actually feel light and free. Oh, my chest actually feels heavy because of the stress that I'm experiencing. Oh, my back actually feels tense. Oh, my gut actually feels like there's gurgling going on. Oh, my pelvis actually feels fixed or, or stiff. Oh, my legs actually feel whatever it is. That's meditation. That's mindfulness meditation, getting out of your brain and getting into your body. And it's the first step in learning to manage stress. Because you're not going to recognize that you're having the stress response. 
you're just going to recognize the emotion, the feeling that you're having, the anxiety, the stress. That's what you're going to manage or that's what you're going to recognize initially. And then figuring out, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel stressed? And here's the deal that I want to offer you. This is why this is so important to managing your blood sugars is right now I'm giving very obvious examples about what creates stress in our life. An argument with a loved one, a bill that's unexpected, difficulties at work, drivers on the road. Like those things create stress that we're like, oh yeah, that happens to me enough. It happens to me. I can name you three times in the last week where this has happened. But what I want to offer to you is if you get into your body and actually feel what's happening when you're stressed, the tightness in the back, the heaviness in the chest, the butterflies, the, you know, the discomfort in your stomach, when you get into your body and actually feel what stress feels like and you start to be aware and gain mindfulness over that, you realize that feeling is present in your life way more frequently than just when you're having an argument with somebody, just when you're driving and having some road rage for me. I know that's not everybody. I know it's ridiculous. I know as a grown woman, I should be able to manage that better. These are all the thoughts in my head that make me feel petty and guilty about the road rage, but I use it as an example because it doesn't matter what you're experiencing. If it's creating stress, even when you think that you shouldn't be having that, it's creating stress in your life, right? That's mine, my road rage. If you're stressing out about something that's going on with work, right? What you will recognize when you gain some awareness and some mindfulness is these are not the only places that your body is having this physical response. And this physical response is caused by the biology that's happening in our bodies when we are under the effect of stress. So for my body, I know when I check in, regularly and I do this multiple times an hour I would offer that I probably do this 10 to 20 times an hour check in with my body I know that I'm stressed because my back is tense and my pelvis is tucked up under me and I have to relax that all out I have to relax it when I'm driving on a long road trip I have to do this work multiple times an hour of relaxing my body because my body stresses out it tenses up what I'm stressed about I can work through thoughts in my brain about that right when I'm stressed out about an argument with my loved one like reminding myself I'm safe we're safe we're going to figure this out we're going to do it I am me being the weird I am going to do what needs to happen to figure this out that might look like working through that. That might look like accepting something about somebody else that I don't love and like that I don't like that aspect of them. I don't love that aspect of them. That might look like having a conversation that's scary and hard, right? I am going to figure it out though. Take a deep breath. I've got this. We're alive. There's no real threat. That work right there in adjusting the thought about the argument with the loved one that work is what de-stresses us biologically. Realizing that we have a bill that has come in and that we're going to figure out how to manage that bill. We're going to figure out how to pay that bill. 
we're going to figure out what needs to happen. And again, the we is me, myself, and I. It's not I'm going to call somebody and I've got to rely on whether they're going to help me. No, I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to call and make a payment arrangement. I am going to call and argue like I don't think I should be responsible for this bill if that's what I think. But I'm going to figure it out. Take a deep breath. There's nothing that's going to kill me right now. That deep breath stimulates the vagus nerve, stimulates the, it's the diaphragm when you breathe and the diaphragm moves down in your body. It stimulates the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve runs right through the diaphragm. And when your diaphragm moves along that vagus nerve, it goes, it slides down that vagus nerve. When that happens, that stimulates that vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a parasympathetic nerve that turns on your relaxation mode of your nervous system. It tones down the sympathetic version of it. Now, that's a very simplified version of what's happening biologically in your body. But recognize a deep breath. This is why the deep breath is so impactful, why breathing work is so impactful on managing stress. Take a deep breath. We're safe. Everybody I love is safe. I'm going to figure this out. Same thing when I'm driving on a road. Take a deep breath. That dude in that lane driving too slow is not killing anybody that I love. Deep breath. Calm down. Dissipate the stress. Same thing work, right? Like, I need to figure this out, and this work that I do is important. I love my work. I think it's important. There's a reason I show up here every day, whatever that reason is. And nobody's dying. I'm safe. My family's safe. I'm going to figure this out. Take a deep breath. Let that stress dissipate. The other helpful thing with stress is to exercise, right? And so everybody, like when I'm driving down the road, I would get nowhere if every time I stopped, Because I was stressed, I went and, like, walked for 10 minutes. I would never get anywhere. Like, clearly, in every situation, you cannot de-stress via exercise. Totally fine. Getting an exercise routine into your life will help de-stress you. Because even if in the morning or in the evening you're going to do these gross motor movements, recognize the stress chemistry that happens in your body is meant to drive gross motor movements. Fight or flight, right? It's meant to drive an action. When you go and exercise, you are burning off any residual biology in your body that happened because of stress. So allow that to happen with exercise, okay? The other really important thing to manage stress involves sleep. When we don't get enough sleep, you're already starting out at a higher stress level. And I don't mean that you're just short, although you are short with everybody in your life, right? Like that's a stressor that happens. We're picking fights with people we don't need to be picking fights with. And so suddenly we're having an argument with our sister or something and we're, uh, you know, all the stress is coming from that. That happens. But in addition to those experiences happening when we aren't well rested, we also have the biochemistry of not having met our biological need of sleep which causes more stress hormones to be released, okay? And this is true of any biological assault to our body, whether you have pneumonia, a urinary tract infection, COVID, type two diabetes. So recognize you're gonna have an exaggerated stress response because of the type two diabetes because you have this chronic 
disease state, cancer, all of these biological stressors, these are like biological stressors happening within our body versus a biological stressor from a, you know, a perceived threat of attack. All of those are biological stressors that cause a stress response in our body. Okay. Sleep is one of these things, friends. We are the only animal on all the planet that's using an alarm clock to manage our sleep. We need sleep. It is not something you can get when it's convenient. It is a biologic necessity. We need sleep. Allow your body to sleep. Getting the rest that you need. That is one of the best ways to manage stress. Okay? So remember, when we have stress, our body does not know the difference between an actual stressor something threatening us, a disease state in our body, something threatening us, or a bill coming in, something threatening us, okay? Our body sees it all as a threat and releases the same stress biochemistry into our body. That stress biochemistry is meant to allow our cells to be more active, to have a higher metabolic rate. That means we need glucose to fuel it. If we have a physio or a stressor in our environment that we believe is a threat to us, we need to run from it. If we have a physiologic stressor in the form of a disease in our body, we need to be able to fight that off. And so our cells are going to need more energy, more fuel in the form of glucose. If we have a bill, we actually have no need of that biology to happen. We don't need glucose to manage a bill. Like more glucose in my system isn't going to make any easier to like pay a bill. More glucose in my system isn't going to make it any easier to deal with my family member that I'm having an argument with. More glucose in my system is not going to make driving and the dude on the road move out of that lane because he's annoying me. Like that's not more glucose in my system isn't going to affect that. So when we're not managing the stressor component that we perceive as stress, when we're not doing that part, there's no biology that happens that helps us manage that. That is a mind management thing. That's us learning to manage our stress. And that's where we really need to implement exercise, uh, mindfulness meditation and awareness, making sure we're getting sleep. All of those things are going to help that component of stress. If somebody's in a dark alley chasing us, we want to be able to run. That stress response is appropriate in that situation. We need to fuel ourselves with more glucose so that we can run away. If we are having the stressor of being sick with something, a urinary tract infection, pneumonia, whatever it is, we need to fuel our cells with glucose so that they can fight that off, okay? But recognize the majority of the stress that we're talking about are not people attacking us and not disease states in our body. The majority of the stress that's driving high blood sugars that are creating worsening type 2 diabetes are things like the bills, the arguments, the drivers, the work stressors. Those are the things that we have a lot of ability to manage through deep breathing and mindfulness and exercise and sleep, but we're not implementing that. And so what I want you to hear from this podcast, one, stress will affect your blood sugars and nobody's telling you that. <laughs> Two, implementing a regimen in your life to help manage the biology of stress is important to managing your blood sugars. Okay, I want you to hear that. And then the last thing I want you to hear is that this might be the missing link 
to why you're not seeing optimal blood sugar measurements for you. Optimal insulin management may be slowed or not getting the results that you want because you're not managing the stress component. Figuring this part out may be the missing link. There are a number of things that go into this. Sleep is one of them. Um, exercise and the effects of exercise on our cells. I'm going to go into that in a couple of different podcasts as coming up. I have a couple of different podcasts prep coming up. Some of them will be going into this, so look forward to that. But recognize these are the things that we work on in my group. Yes, I will give you the, all of this biology just like I did. But more than that, why I'm stressed out with this argument with my sister. You know, why? how do I figure that part out? Why I don't take the time to get the sleep that I need. Why I don't take the time to get the exercise that I need. Like that time management component, that's a coaching issue. And that's what we work on in the group. You get all the biology. Yes, it's there. But what we work on in the group is what is it? What is the obstacle I'm having to taking care of these other things in my life? And that's what's so helpful. If that's what you need, if that's what resonates with you, please reach out to me. Delane at DelaneMD.com is how you get a hold of me. You can also go to my website, DelaneMD.com, and you can schedule a consult there. You can also find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Again, DelaneMD. Thanks, Mom, again, for giving me a name that nobody else has because I get to use that effectively in telling people how to get a hold of me. I'm the only Delane out there. I'm not the only Delane out there. There are other Delanes. But Delane MD, you will find me in all of the platforms. Find me that way. Reach out to me. This is possible to reverse your type 2 diabetes. Western medicine is not telling you that. It is completely possible. Figuring out how you need to do it is the skill set you need to work on, and I can help you do that. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.